What's up, Penguins fans? Happy Sunday. Well, this will be Monday by the time that you listen to this one. The Penguins' seven-game winning streak came to an end on Sunday evening with a 3-2 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm going to be joined by Cat Hunter, one of the uh, very famous people from Hurricanes Twitter, to break it all down. This was another very good game between the Penguins and the Hurricanes. So that's all coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes, remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at, <clears throat> excuse me, LO Score Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. As you all can see, I am not in my office right now. Back in Pittsburgh where the lighting is so much better, I am down in my mom's house where the basement is, where the lighting is just, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's not the greatest. But, you know, that'll be this for this episode. And then the, the other two this week, um, they will be in my room where um, I guess the lighting is maybe a little bit better, but not really. But, um, Joining me now is Kat. This is the first time you have come on the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Kat Hunter, one of the very famous people from Hurricane Twitter, I think is my way to describe you. Um, but, you know, you're also a very good content creator. And I figured, you know, it'd be great to recap one of these games just because they're playing each other so often um, these last few weeks. But, Kat, really appreciate you jumping on to, uh, you know, recap this game with me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, I guess. I guess I'm a little bit famous. Uh, I got put on the Jumbotron tonight, and a lot of people were like, we saw you, and I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. But <laughs> So that's right. Yeah, you were at the game uh, down in Raleigh. It looked like there was a decent amount of Penguins fans there. I mean, they, they always travel well, I would say, um, down in Raleigh. But, you know, <clears throat> another really close game. We like- Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, we like to, we like to say they live in Cary, so they don't have a long drive. So. Hey, you know, <laughs> the Steelers just played the Panthers in Charlotte, so they were hoping for the clean. The Pittsburghs hoping for the clean sweep today uh, did not happen, but mm-hmm. um, it's I, I always know that the Penguins they travel pretty well down to Raleigh. But um, another game between these two teams, another one goal loss for the Penguins. But you know, I think it was a game that was kind of a fifty fifty. If you ask me, um, these two teams have played two really tight games this season. Um, in my opinion, I think the Penguins were just <clears throat> really dumbed down by just some goaltending issues with a couple of the, just the first couple of goals. Um, from your perspective, um, how did you see the game? Um, and how, how do you think Carolina was able to just come out on top with this one? Um, yeah, so honestly, we're coming off a of back-to-back. Um, this was our second of the back-to-back, uh, and that's it's tiring. Like we've been going for a long stretch. Um, and so I think we just had to really weather that first period. Um, you guys were, you guys were killing us that first period. Um, we had some of our pushes, but honestly, you guys outshot us, which is not really common for anyone that plays Carolina. If you look like even games that we're losing, we normally outshoot our opponents and you guys were, um, it was that Pittsburgh pressure that I've (laughs) grown up watching. I remember back in, I don't know, we call it the dark years, but I remember going to games when we play the pins and the pressure that the team just gave on us. Was, I love it when we do it to other teams. When we play the pins, I hate it because it comes back at us a lot. 
Um, but honestly, it was just us getting through that first period, finding our feet again, and then just getting back to how you know, the Canes play hockey. Yeah, you know, the Penguins, you're right. They, 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 they did come out. They played really well in those first 10 to 15 minutes. They were taking it to them. It's And, you know, Carolina, that's usually not the case because, you know, their, their underlyings are very good. Um, they can really – they can outskate most teams, I think, in the league. But, you know, the Penguins were taking it to them. But then, you know, Carolina pushed back. You, you didn't really – you know, I couldn't realize at times that they were playing on a back-to-back, to be honest. It looked like they, they were pretty fresh out there. But, you know, they, you were right. They were able to weather that storm. They got that first goal in the second. Penguins were able to tie it, then get that goal in the third. And then I think Carolina just outplayed them for a little bit. Um, for the rest of that third period, they were able to tie it and then get that game winner. Um, honestly, from a Penguins perspective, I can't be too upset about that loss just because you know, they've won seven straight, 12 out of 14. You know, I wouldn't say you're playing with house money, but I think you've earned a game where, um, you know, sometimes, you know, losses happen. And I know this is a really tough stretch coming up with the Penguins. They played the Rangers on Tuesday. They come back to they play Carolina at home. I'll be there for that one. I can't, I'm looking forward to that. They play the Devils coming up. They play Boston, Vegas. So, you know, they have to run the gauntlet here. But, you know, overall, you know, I don't really have too many complaints about the Penguins from this game. Like, I thought, you know, if you look at, you know, the underlying, as I, as I, I love going to Natural Statric. I think it's one of my favorite sites. The Penguins had, you know, it was about 50-50 in terms of shot attempts, uh, scoring chances, almost 50-50. The Penguins, though, had a bit more of high-danger chances. But, you know, it, it's, it's funny. H- hockey, you know, a lot of these games between two great teams – they're 50-50s. You know, one team wins, the one other team loses. It stinks that the Penguins have been on the wrong side of it. But, um, you know, that's what happens sometimes. I think o- overall, Kat, this was just a, a game between two very good hockey teams, just like we saw um, a few weeks ago. And I said this on my Twitter. Um, I think you can sign me up for seven games between these two teams in the playoffs because they haven't played since 2000. This was the – yes, this was the matchup in the last playoffs uh... – we got the Rangers. Yeah. This was the matchup I wanted in the last playoffs. This is what I wanted. I I was like, give me the pins. I know it'll be a hard-fought game. I thought we play very similar styles at times. It's – can't stand the Rangers. So I'd much rather play the pins any day. Um, and I, I honestly – even like you were saying, even if – honestly, if we had lost this game, I mean, it would have hurt because we were at home and I was – right there and I thought we were playing really well and we've come up we've kind of got back into our stride because we had a little slump in November um but honestly if we had ended up either going into OT like we did the first game or if we had ended up losing I wouldn't have been so upset because it was such an evenly matched game and I think both teams just played really really well um it just was this time we got a couple more lucky bounces and honestly just had a little bit more pressure there at the end. Um, but again, I mean, you guys pulled the goalie and we were at the end and I was scared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the Penguins you know, they don't usually have a lot of six on five goals. I'll, I'll be the first to say that. that was the one that they scored a few weeks ago on the hurricanes, that was their first one all season for first one um, since I don't even remember the last time they did last season. That, that's just how rare it is. It, it just does not happen. Um, very often, but no, like I, I definitely agree. Uh, in the end, you know, I said this at the beginning. <clears throat> excuse me. I really do think it came down to. Um, I'm going. I'm going to use his nickname, so don't get mad, everybody. Coochie. I, I don't care. You're gonna say his, <laughs> I, that's, that's his nickname. 
That's why I'm going to call him. That's what that's what people chant at the rink. So great. it's a great nickname. I mean, now that Rod now that Rod says it, it's kind of stuck. Hey, you know, <laughs> he, he played a really good game, and it was a curious decision by the Penguins to start Casey DeSmith. I would not have done it. I think DeSmith has been fine this season, but when you're starting a stretch here against some really good teams, especially in the Eastern Conference, and um. You know, I want the number one guy going because Tristan Jari, he's been on a heater as of late, 10 and 0 and 2 in his last 12 starts, basically a 940 save percentage, goals against average a little over two. He's playing very well. So that's why I was just very confused as to why he didn't go. And I didn't really see a quote from Mike Sullivan after the game about it. I would have to I maybe guess it's work, workload management, something like that. But um, I would assume he'll be in the game. On Thursday, but it was just it was just a curious decision, just especially because the Hurricanes were only two points up on the Penguins at that time, and you know I feel like you know you got to give you got to put the best team out there um, in this kind of game, even if it's you know late December, basically. Um, oh yeah, I would have felt the same if we had. I mean, he played last night, so I wouldn't have expected because Rod doesn't really do back to backs with bullies. Yeah. Um, but I would have felt the same way if we played Ranta, mm-hmm. just because Piotr has been on. He is. I mean, the kids come up and been our number one. Uh, Anderson's been hurt. Um, I still think even when he comes back, I think it'll be a really interesting conversation for us on who our goaltenders are going to be. Because obviously one's more flexible, um, but he is the hot goalkeeper for us right now. So I was excited that he was playing against the Pits because honestly, I would take him up against Crosby instead of Ronda. <laughs> yeah, he's he's played well in the two meetings um, against them this season. He hasn't really allowed any bad goals from from what I can recall and it's funny you know they they started Ronta in all the games last season against Carolina well against Pittsburgh excuse me and he played well against them too so you know the Penguins haven't really seen Freddie Anderson even when he's been healthy these last couple of seasons which is interesting because you know he had that great season last year I know he's banged up right now but you know they've been seeing a lot of you know I guess 1B 1C goalies but you know with you know Coochie right now he he is playing really well I'm sure he's going to start on Thursday but um, that does it for this opening segment. Coming up in the next segment, I'm going to get Kat's thoughts on just some of the goals that Carolina scored and just what was the difference with that um, Jordan Stahl goal. Um, old friend Jordan Stahl, of course, for all you Penguins fans listening to this. But um, before we get to that, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I start, I start taking athletic beans because, you know, sometimes I didn't have time in the morning. You know, I wanted more energy when I'd be waking up. You know, hate taking pills and vitamins, all that stuff. So you're probably wondering, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery focused, all of those things. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. It also supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. It also costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. And that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Games is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgames.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgames.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am Hunter Hodes. You can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. That is Cat Hunter of Hurricanes Twitter. So um, obviously it would be easy for me, Cat, to just say, okay, Casey Smith let in a couple howlers. Thank you for so much for listening. But, you know, we have to fill some time here. There obviously were other things that led to the Penguins losing this game rather than Casey Smith giving up a couple goals that he probably should have had. Um, one of which was, <clears throat> as I tease coming in here, old friend Jordan Stahl, he has, I wouldn't say he's killed the Penguins over the years, but he has made his presence felt. I believe tonight was his fifth goal. Um, I believe that. I believe that. I saw that from AT&T Sports, and it was his fifth goal um, against the Penguins in his career. Big one, won the game. And it was a it was a typical Jordan Stahl goal. I've seen him score that kind of goal numerous times when he was a Penguin when I was a kid. Just parks his big butt right in the front of the crease, out muscles whoever's there, and he gets a tap. And, you know, poor Trevor Riedel. He's been pretty good when he's played this season, but when you're going up against Stahl, you're not going to win that matchup most times. Um, you know, what did you see on that goal? Because from from my vantage point, it looked like it was a fan shot from the point. Penguins probably should have had the clear, didn't hide and do it and didn't do enough. And then they were able to get that cross-ice pass to Stahl. And again, Rubito just had no chance, but wanted to know what you saw from that one. Yeah, so I was actually fortunate, like you said, I was at the game. I was actually fortunate to be on the end that the hurricane shoot twice, and I was four rows up from the glass. So I actually got to see all the goals, <laughs> and they were they were very interesting. Um, yeah, so with the Jordan goal and also the one that um, he got to Shea at the end, um, honestly, it was just him hustling. Um, he got down at the end what he normally does. He traps the puck, wins the board battles, and – again, like you said, like kind of out muscles. Um, and then, yeah, he just got the puck back to Shazy. Um, he, I couldn't tell if it was a shot or if it was supposed to be like a pass and you get like a tip in or anything. Um, but then uh, with his line mates with, um, quickie and with Martin, like they normally, it was just like a scuffle. They play really gritty. Um, so honestly they, they prosper out of chaos. And so, yeah, it, it went to Shazy. He get it, it got across the goal while the Smith was focused on that. Yeah, Jordo had kind of camped at the top, and when the loose puck came over to him, he just tapped it in before anyone had a chance to really defend against him. Um, so yeah, and the the same with the the last goal was he he was able to battle it, win it, and get it back to our shot from the point as well. So he did a lot of hustling plays today, which is what he's known for. Like he doesn't he's not a big goal scorer. You gave that stats on him scoring against the Penguins. He doesn't score that much against <laughs> a lot of people. Um he's just our like he's consistent. He works really hard every game, makes his line mates play better. Um like whoever's on his line honestly like last year they had it's it was him Nino and Quickie. Mm-hmm. Um this year he they've gotten Martinook instead of Nino and now Martinook's a top scorer just like Nino had a bunch of goals last season. So honestly, it's just a lot of praise to our captain that uh, I know a lot of people were concerned, uh, not this season, but last season he had, he had a big slump of like not getting goals, which of course he's not a big goal scorer, but like nothing was going in. And now this year he's starting off a lot better. So uh, yeah, I'd say a lot of our, a lot of our win tonight came from our captain just really playing a really good game. Yeah. You know, he was fantastic. And, you know, to add off that cat, um, I tweeted this at the end of the game. It's very rare when you see Sidney Crosby get cleaned out on four straight faceoffs. I mean, he's not just the best faceoff player on the team; he's one of the best in the league. And you know, I don't usually talk that much about faceoffs on the show because you know, in the grand scheme of things, they don't. You know, I don't. I just don't look at those stats that much. But in the late in late game situations, they matter a lot more, obviously, especially when it's a one goal game. But every time, you know, in those final. 
two minutes when the big guns were on the ice, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and Raquel, and all those guys. Stall against Crosby, face-off win. Stall against Crosby, face-off win. And then it happened two more times, and I was just like, wow. Uh, and and I, I shouldn't be so I shouldn't be that surprised because I know Stahl is so good at face-offs, and that's just that was his bread and butter when he was in Pittsburgh too. But I was just like, wow, you know, that's that's something that the Penguins they have missed over the years, and you know, I'll never not say a bad word about him. I think. Yeah, so. we're. I mean, as a team coach from Rod Brendamore, like we are a face-off team. Honestly, mm-hmm. the games that we're struggling in or the games that we lose, we have bad percentage of face-offs. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of correlates a whole bunch. But, yeah, um, Stahl normally leads us. Uh, if you ever watch um, – well, last game with you guys, if you watch us in overtime, Stahl normally comes out there. His number one job is to win the face-off, and then he gets off the ice and we get new bodies in. Um so so that's if you watch, like he has a role. Um, I've only seen it not work once. He didn't. He didn't win the faceoff, and then it put us in trouble. Um, but that's he's really good at it. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's a bad night when when Jordo is missing his faceoffs. You know, it's going to be a rough night for the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. You know, he was a menace in that circle tonight. He was just a menace defensively as well. He's been. You know, I, I can't say enough good things about Jordan Stoll. It, it's really. Um, you know, I, the uh, one uh, one positive I will say about the Penguins, though, for this one, they were able to keep the Hurricanes star players pretty quiet, I would say, for the most part. And they've been doing a good job of that, um, you know, for the last couple of weeks during this winning streak. Tage Thompson didn't really do anything in the uh, back-to-back. Um, they shut down the Stars' top line with Jason Robertson, who I think is the the Hart the Trophy frontrunner right now, but Sid's right there with him, and then Rupe Hintz. Um, they were able to shut down um, some of the top players from Vegas um, and all that, but um, what was it, do you think, you know, with the Penguins, how were, how, how do you think they were able to shut down, you know, Sveshnikov and Ajo, you know, which, you know, led to some of the depth players to step up for the Hurricanes, but, you know, did, would you just say this was an off yeah. night or something for them? Um, so Ajo's actually out. Oh, oh, yeah. um, he's been out the last couple of games. No, you're good. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he's been out last couple of yeah. games and we've had Stassi filling in up at the front. But I would say our stars, even with Ajo on the ice, so far this season, our stars have been Natchez and Svetch. Um, sorry, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so they have, uh, they were, it's weird. So they were quiet. Like they definitely had chances. Mm. Um, Natchez, I'm, if you, if anyone missed it, if you go back and watch like, in the first period, Natchez had what could have been like the goal of the, of this mm-hmm. year. Um, DeSmith did get that one. That was really mm-hmm. good, but like he had it back to the net, pulled it back between his legs and almost tucked it away. And all of us were just like, I would have passed out. I would have been like, we're done. The game's over. Everyone we're done. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they had a lot of hustle, but they really couldn't find. Um, so Natchez is our speed. Svetch is kind of body. You guys bodied Natchez a whole bunch. Um, really gave him pressure uh, when he had the puck. Um, he was able to still kind of zip around like he normally does. Um, but yeah, they just weren't getting the shots that they normally do or the, like the two-on-ones or anything like that. Um, so yeah, you guys really focused on shutting them down. I think that was, you guys had some good matchups there. Um, thankfully for us, <laughs> um, as ESPN and NHL and all of them like to say is like, we don't really have star players. Um I mean, granted, we don't have a Crosby, um, but when we don't have a number one play, like a player that scores a whole bunch like that, we rely on a lot of our depth guys. And I mean, that's who got our, our fourth liner got us our first goal. So uh, you guys did really good shutting us down. And thankfully, our other guys stepped up to the task. Yeah, yeah. It was very rare when I saw Derek step on the score. I'm like, wow, I almost 
I literally almost forgot that he's still getting fourth lineman. Got a goal last game. Yeah, he's on a streak now. Yeah, who's <laughs> <laughs> just like, wow, I didn't almost. Uh, I always used to know he would always, you know, score a decent amount of goals each year. But I was like, wow, I just did not realize that he's still playing fourth line minutes. He's he's our consistent mm-hmm. step daddy. <laughs> That's a perfect way to say it. Um, uh, that will wrap up uh, this segment, though. Coming up to end the show, I'm going to get into a little bit of the special teams talk because I do think that played um, a big role in this one because the Penguins power play, which has been red hot as of late was shut down for the most part of this one. So stick around for that coming up right after these messages. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. That is Cat Hunter, of course. So as I teased coming um, into the commercial break, Cat, you know, special teams, I do think that was a, a little bit of a factor as well. Um, Penguins power play coming into this game, seven straight games with a goal. That's their longest streak, tied for the longest streak that they've had under Mike Sullivan since he took over um, in 2015. Um, so that, that unit has just been on a <clears throat> on a tear these last couple of weeks. But, you know, tonight, you know, a Carolina penalty kill that's usually very aggressive from what I've watched against them and other teams. And I think we were talking about this during the game. The one goal that the Penguins scored on the on the power play, um, Jacob Slavin, I don't think was on the ice uh, for it because I'm pretty sure he was in the box. And I know, I know he's one of your best penalty killers. Um, so... Just what do you think that the Hurricanes were able to do to really shut down the main advantage, which has been really hot for the Penguins as of late? Yeah, so our um, this season it, it's taken a little time to get back into it, and I think it's because we've had fresh guys and they really needed to learn the system. But our penalty kill, like last year, was like I think up at like eighty percent, maybe higher. Mm-hmm. They were killing it. Um, but yeah, you're right. Slavin wasn't on the ice. He got his. The only way you're going to get that man in the box is if he accidentally clears the puck out of bounds. Um, never intentional, of course. But, uh, yep, so he wasn't on the ice for it. And, I mean, this was coming off. I think you guys had, I think, three or four of your penalty – of your power plays were in that that first, first period and second period. And it just seemed like it was, like, nonstop for a little bit. And it was very nerve-wracking. Uh, thankfully, we had – I think also what helped with the momentum of the game was – um, in the first, in the first five minutes, um, when you guys did have a power play, uh, we'll talk about him again. Piotr had a really big stop. Um, and I think that just gave us a little bit more life and a little bit more confidence in our, um, penalty kill, which has been doing well. It did. I mean, you guys only got one out of five on us. Thank goodness. Because if you guys had gotten one on everyone, it would have been a whole different ball game. Um, and as you can see, our power play didn't do anything tonight, really. So really the, I guess the story of tonight is your guys power play and our penalty kill um which i mean i love my defense so i'll take it i would love some <laughs> some power play goals for us but yeah um honestly he just does so our our penalty kill is just so smothering um mm-hmm. and he is our he is our heart and our backbone so when he's not it's very rare that he's not on it um which is um i think led to the big like immediate breakdown off of Raquel's goal um, which is great. He's on my fantasy team, so I was excited about that. But then also, like, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, I, I totally hear you on that. Yeah, the <laughs> play, I, it kind of went back to some old habits tonight. I didn't really like some of the zone entries they had. Um, they just weren't getting set up like normal. And, you know, credit to Carolina. I think their penalty kill is We hold the blue line. Yeah. Yeah. We hold the blue yeah. line height. I, I, know, I noticed that a lot tonight. Like, they, you guys, you don't, like, really collapse down low. You, you push up a little bit. And that kind of threw the Penguins off a little bit. And, you know, it kind of forces them to the corner. And 
those are easy clears for the opposition. And, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if you're going to see other penalty kills try to, I guess, duplicate that against the Penguins. But I definitely do think that was a key, you know, reason why the Hurricanes came out in this one. And yeah, the Raquel goal, you know, he continues to stay hot. He's been great ever since he was acquired by Ron Hextall uh, this past year, excuse me. Um, I, again, I didn't really like that term on the contract, but, you know, I'm meeting a lot of crow on that right now. He's been very consistent. And then the other goal scorer, you know, your former, um, I'm sure, sure I don't you know, a former member of the Hurricanes, of course, Brock McGinn. And we were talking about this as well. You say, like, it's almost like every former member of the Hurricane just scores on them. And I can honestly say that about the Penguins as well. It feels like every time a Penguin player leaves the Penguins and goes to another team when they play them, um, that player just scores. But, you know, kudos to Brock. That was a really nice goal that he had. Great rush off the ice by Kapanen to get that going. He looked like a different player on the ice tonight, which is not the case for him usually because he's just not been that good this year. But then McGinn was able to finish that off. He's been on a tear um, as of late. And, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure you're, you're used to that. I see, as well. Yes. Yeah. And I, I see he's, um, I see, yeah, it was a bad, uh, it could have been a smart pass, but ended up there was no one there. It was a bad pass from Jarvis and um, you guys took advantage of it. And honestly, of course, Rockwood, I mean, I've seen he's also gotten his, his fair share of the shorthanded goals and empty mm-hmm. net, like, that man, he would anytime we were down a player, we'd be like, was once Brock got it, we'd be like, this is great, we're gonna get a goal. Um, not mm. between there was three things he was consistent was was the um, shorthanded uh, goals, um, consistently hitting the post, unfortunately, um, and that man could take a beating. Like he will, there is barely any time that I have seen him take like he would never get off the ice. Like you'll see guys now and they'll go down, you'll be like, Oh, I think what's wrong. They're going down the tunnel. I didn't see what happened. Like you would see what happened to Brock and you'd be like, why is he still standing? And he would just keep going. Um, So yeah, it was, I had a really bit, a little bit of bad uh, Jersey luck. This is my new Jersey. It's fetch. He's not going anywhere, but I said I was going to get a Brock McGinn Jersey. I was like, it's for sure. We're going to have him. He's going to be lifelong hurricane for sure. And then you guys took him and I mean, it could have been worse. Like he could have gone to the caps or somebody, but I guess he's okay if he's at the pins. Um, but yeah, so I was a little sad. I'm, I, I get excited every time he comes back in the building and I'm sure it's a very familiar place to him, but if anyone had to score against us too, I guess it, it's fine if it's Brock. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm glad that he is playing well, you know, he started the season off on a cold streak, but since then, you know, those first couple of weeks, he's been, I think, one of their most consistent bottom six players, and it was nice to see him get rewarded um, with that goal. Uh, last thing I think I do have for you, Kat, um, we were talking about this as well, and <clears throat> I figured I would bring it up on the show. Um, you know, Sid was kind of shut down a little bit tonight, which is usually not the case for him because he's just been on a tear this season, is on pace for well over a point per game, and is going to, again, tie Wayne Gretzky's record, record for the most of all time pretty soon. Um, what do you think played into that? Tonight, was it just a case of you think Slavin seeing a good dose of him and really shutting him down, or um, just how, how did you see it being at the game? I honestly, I just didn't see him a whole lot. Um, I would see, I would see Malkin a bit. Um, he would be <laughs> crunching our players, um, <clears throat> but I just didn't see Sid a whole lot. I, one of the times I saw, um, I think I don't know if if it was even on the power play or if it was just a normal shot, but you guys had it down, and he was ready to like he was getting down on one knee, ready to just slap it in, um, and we managed to get a player and Piotr right there um, to block that one timer from him. And I think that's the most I really saw from him tonight. Um, I didn't, 
honestly, when I'm there, sometimes I can't really tell what line is matched up to what because I'm just so enthralled with the game. Um, but typically, like you guys said, like like you how you guys took down our top guys kind of, like you kind of kept them from uh, not producing. I would say he was probably matched against Slavin and Burnsy. Um, but again, I mean, Shea and Pesci are also like, they get our most ice time. Um, but normally Slavin, normally Slavin is the one that he normally shuts down some of the top, again, my favorite defenseman. I think the number one defensive defenseman in the league. <laughs> if you know it, if you follow me on Twitter, I will talk about it all day. Um, but normally he's the one that shuts down the the big guns for most teams. Um, but uh, if not him, it was Pesci and Jay. Honestly, they just do a really good job. Unless they make a pretty crucial mis- mistake, they're pretty good at shutting down top players just like you guys did. So I would guess it was a lot of the matchup. Um, but yeah, again, I didn't really see a lot of like, oh my, like, and normally you can hear when number 87 has the puck. And I didn't hear that a whole bunch, even though it's like majority Carolina, I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I just don't think he, I don't know. I don't not want to say he had a bad game. I just didn't notice him as much as where you would want to notice your star player. Yeah. And I, and I think that's fair. You know, he's going to have games like that during the season and I'm not yeah. concerned at all. I mean, he's, he's Sydney Crosby for God's <laughs> sakes, but. Um, you know, he had a couple of, you know, shots on net. I thought throughout the game just didn't threaten as much as, as he normally does. But, you know, every time he has a game like that, he usually follows it up with one of his best games of the season. So, well, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy if he has a game where (laughs) it's his off game, I'll take it. Um, because, um, no one likes to get (laughs) Crosby'd, which I think happened to us last game. So, um, uh, yeah, I'll take it. I mean, I'll take a couple less hits from Malkin too. (laughs) But, um, uh, yeah, I I love watching Crosby play. So I just, you know, let him go play that way against other teams. <laughs> yeah. You know, lucky for you, they have the Rangers coming up on Tuesday. So we'll have to see if they can beat them up because, you know, the Rangers won tonight. And that pushes the Penguins down to uh, fourth place in the Metro now as this division continues to be very crowded. Um, I think that you guys might- should want some revenge for the playoffs. You guys need to yeah, play with some revenge from the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a lively crowd. I know some of the crowds have not been that good at PPG this season. I think, you know, multitude of reasons, you know, the weather, and there's a lot of construction around the arena. But uh, that's going to be a lively crowd. Um, that's that's probably going to be one of the better crowds of the season. And I think on Thursday, uh, when I'll be there, um, I think it's going to be a good, a good crowd as well against Carolina. But um, I think that will do it, though, for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Um, Kat, if you have any other thoughts about the game you know you can share them right now or otherwise i'll just have you uh plug wherever all the good fo- fellow listeners can follow your work and your yeah thoughts. yeah honestly it was a great it was a great game to start off um christmas break for me um so honestly i look forward to any time we play the pins hopefully we'll be playing you guys in the playoffs um i would love again you said a seven game series with you guys would be great um look forward to the next couple of games against you guys um but yeah besides that um you can follow me on twitter at uh caniac chick um if you want it ranges it's mostly hurricane stuff every now and then it's other nhl things as well um and then you can also follow me if you if anyone has a tiktok um it's (laughs) katergy k-a-t-e-r-g-y 74 for jacob slavin um i just post fun post funny videos about hockey every now and then um, and would love to interact with and talk hockey with anyone. And then just, if you do follow me, stay tuned because I do have some fun announcements coming up at the end of the year. Yes. Go follow her, please guys. She's one of my favorite people from hockey Twitter. And um, 
yeah, I, I think that's the best way I, I can say it. But um, we'll definitely have to do another one of these during the season, maybe maybe um, later this week or potentially for the other game that they have coming up against them um, as well. But really appreciate you coming on, Kat. Uh, this was a lot of fun. And next up for the episode, I will be doing a preview for the Rangers game with John Chick of Locked On Rangers. That is a massive game for the Penguins as the Rangers have all of a sudden caught fire and they are now one point ahead of the Penguins, which is just very annoying um, at this point. You know, it's funny. That whenever, when the Penguins wanted to start winning, that's when the Rangers started to start winning uh, as well. So this is going to be a it's going to be a sprint, well, until April uh, at least. But um, again, thank you all so much for listening. I will talk with you all on Tuesday.